are we live? Hello Insta. As always, first and foremost, sending loads and loads of positive loving energy to energy, energy to everybody out there. And um, there's my beautiful mate Harry Thomas. Wave at him. See if Harry notices something different about me today. <laughs> Yeah, um, wishing you all genuinely a lot of healing, sending you all healing energy at the moment with everything that's going on. Harry! Hello. <laughs> hey, listen, I've got, we've got to address the elephant in the room because I, 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 do you remember what I said to you earlier about what I got back? <laughs> you see, do you remember I had that half tooth for ages? You must have noticed it, bro, because it looked awful. <laughs> but and it was funny because I used to when we first was doing the lives when it happened. And funny enough, the dentist chipped off my tooth. By the way, in England, um, but because I was on this Mister, I'm aware of my ego vibe. Hello, S A Hill. I left it, and my wife took the piss out of me for months, called me a pirate and all sorts because of this half tooth. Um, but anyway, I, I took my son dentist today, and while I was there, I was like, Jay, is it your ego? Is it your ego? I just want my tooth back. Do you know what was really interesting, though? And it just shows you how incredible the human body is, and this is dead serious. So since my tooth, my tooth, my tooth chipped, well, not since the dentist knocked off half my tooth while he was doing his work, um, basically, it changed my bite. And I kept biting my tongue. Like, and, like, and it, you know what it's like when you bite your tongue? It's horrible, isn't it? That pain. It's like stubbing your toe. Um, so since he's... And my, my jaw learned to realign to compensate for, um, obviously, for the missing tooth. Anyway, long story short, he fixed it and he went, bite down. And I was like... like you know when you feel something like... I don't weird. I don't, and I, I said, what? I don't know if I'm talking about it. Uh, but it's weird. But thankfully, yes, it's gone back to normal. So yeah, that's really... Interesting for everyone. <laughs> but anyway, mate, how you doing? Yeah, I'm all right, mate. It's bit, I'm all right. I'm good, thank you. <laughs> it's been all uh, right, are ya? Or are you okay. blinding at the minute? Say that again. Sorry. I said you're just all right, or you're amazing at the minute. Um, I'm about. I'm I'm great. Not amazing Bennett. today. Hello, I am Joe Burgess. You are. I am Joe Burgess. So yeah, talk to me, mate. Um, man, I had some weird dreams yesterday. <laughs> you sent me them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, yeah, so that, that set my day off. It was uh, just a really vivid dream. I'm not sure if you had a dream where you woke up, but it stayed with you all day. Like, I've been trying to process it, trying to understand it. I felt it, like really, really felt it uh, yesterday. And uh, yeah, it's, it's been really interesting. Every single day i'm having a, a really vivid dream but i'm in it for a long time and yes I, I honestly think it's something to do with being next to the ocean and, and the noises that that must lead in interesting day yeah mate it is dreams dreams are it's funny when you say i don't know if you've had a dream funny enough i had a dream of another harold not you harold the other harold remember yeah. so yeah i know exactly what you mean that changed but in fact that dream uh, not exaggerating, you know what that done for me. I mean, it changed my life. In fact, that dream reconnected with me with the son that I lost. So I know exactly. And that's the only dream in 40 years that I can recount every single part of that dream. Literally, every single, the feeling, the look where I was, how it, yeah. So, yeah, really, really, really interesting. Really interesting. Anyway, sorry, go on. Good day today. Fantastic, actually, to be completely honest. It's been amazing. Um, so since uh, the good doctor gave um, my name out on that show with my number, obviously I've had lots of people reach out from all over the world. And I just got off the phone about 20 minutes ago from a lady that I now call Alabama Betty. What a lovely lady. You know, thick Alabama accent. I was just like, please just talk. Just keep talking. <laughs> but just the loveliest soul as well. But I'd um, turned into a mini coaching session. Uh, and it's just so beautiful 
when you can just share truths at someone that they're giving you in between their doubts. That's what happens. When, you, when, when you're in, I find, anyway, it's my experience, and it's actually, this happens a lot with people that I have coached. They, they, they're in a position where there is this inner battle where the, the ego has been so strong their whole life, but all of a sudden there's this inner knowing of, no, something's not right, which as we know is the soul. And this was Betty with the classic example. She's talking to me. Funny enough, she took the vaccine. This is how it all started. So she called me up. She's like, look, James, um, uh, I saw your details given out on Charlie's show. Uh, someone must have wrote a review as well uh, about me, which is really nice. I'm really flattered because she brought it up uh, and she said, look, can you help me? And I said, okay, what's going on? She said, oh, so I took the Moderna shot and she said, like, like all her feet and legs have swelled up. Do you know it's been... And again, this ain't conspiratorial, people. This is fact. <laughs> Many people around the world right now are suffering from blood clots from these uh, vaccines. Um, and so she's, one, she took the first one, that happened. Do you know what, as well? She was told, you need to take your second shot to counteract what the first one's done. Can you believe that, bro? By a doctor. By a doctor. You need to take the second one to count. But that is completely against what is actually going on currently. They're actually telling people, be wary <laughs> of the blood clots. And if, you know, if you have a reaction to the first one, don't have the second one. So again, I'm not saying that every doctor saying this, but it just shows you how from one doctor professional opinion to the next, it's, it differs about this stuff, stuff so much, which not really fair. If you, you know, just from a layman's perspective, to create that, unsuredness in people that come to the medical professionals with that, you know, you're the white jacket person, you've read all them books, you should be able to tell me. And then they give you information, like in this lovely Alabama Betty, who talked down on herself so much, which I had to keep stopping her doing. But in between her talking down, she was, she was dropping bombs of knowing, no, this, you know, I, could, I know inside something's wrong and this wasn't right. So anyway, yeah, it just turned into a really nice coaching session. Um, and I'm going to give some, uh, send us some information from Kate Shimani, for those who know who she is. I'm going to say she, she done a really good video, has, have you seen it, on what to do if you've taken a vaccine and, um, uh, oh, sorry, I've not waved at people. If you've taken a vaccine and you're having any adverse reactions, have you seen that video she done? No. I'll have to send it. It's fantastic. She lists, and just for the record, Kate Shimani is an established renowned nurse, worked with vaccines, um, cured herself of cancer as well uh, by natural remedies. But anyway, point being, knows her stuff, knows her stuff, no agenda about the woman that I can see, just sharing information. Um, but anyway, she's done this incredible, hello, Shalaz Malek Kashki. I'm so sorry for mullering your name, but your name's beautiful, by the way. Um, yeah, she's done this incredible video, mate, where she's, she's advising people, if you do start feeling any adverse reactions at all, Here's a whole list, and she literally lists what's happening in funds, um, a whole list of, of, of what you can do. And that's just good information to share, people. If anyone you know out there is having adverse reactions from the vaccine, Kate Shamani, look into her stuff because it's really, and again, it's accredited because that was her field of work for like 20 odd years. That's what she did. Uh, so, yeah, it's really interesting. So, yeah, it's, uh, digressed a bit, has had a fantastic day. That really gave me a buzz before this started, actually. Alabama Betty, shout out to you, love. Can you then, because this leads on to coaching, the line of work that you do, that I do. Uh, also, kind of, you mentioned, like, speaking down on yourselves, the words that people use, the, the self-doubt, the, the self-love, everything that kind of comes through on a... On a oh, on a Haza, Haza, look. Look what Fun7922 has just popped up with. He wants to come on. I can't, I can't see anything on, on my one. I'm happy to bring, bring, oh, has he gone? He just sent a request to come on. I'd be happy for him to come on if you are. Yeah. Fund, if you want to come on, I don't know what's happened there. It's just disappeared again. If you want to come on the live, put back up that request and I'll add you in, mate. Um, what's I going to say? Yeah, of course. Can't. Won't. Don't. Shouldn't. The list is endless. The amount of... As, I'm gonna pull you when the first come on this conversation. How are you doing? All right. What? You're really all right. You corrected yourself, I know. But this is the beauty of what we're doing. We're not saying we're perfect or gurus at this. We catch each other all the time. And it's actually quite a nice game we've got because it used to be all one-sided. 
it'd be Harry catching me all the time. <laughs> but that just shows you what a great coach you are, mate. Um, so, yeah, on a serious note, we don't. And again, for anyone who, who finds what I'm about to say out there or woo-woo, just know the English language is one of the most demonic spell-casting languages on this plane. And that is not my opinion. Go back and look where the English language comes from and the meanings of some of the words. And it's even transferred massively into our medicinal system. And I'm not attacking them. We said this the other day. I'm sure we did. For example, Harry, what does cure mean? I'm looking for the cure for your cancer. I'm going to cure your cancer. What does cure mean? Preserve. So Preserve. Preserve. Deep. And, oh, we, you know, we've had a right result. You know, we've zapped the life out of you. We've managed to reduce the tumour down. Although, you know, you're going to have this, 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 this that you're going to need to take medication for. But you've gone into remission. What's remission, Hazard? Um, temporary relief. Temporary relief. Temporary relief. Is that to be celebrated? Is that to be cheered about? I don't think so, personally. Because that's telling you, he's coming back. Okay? And it goes... It really does go deep into, even like from a parental perspective, I'm a dad. I love my kids more than life. I breathe my kids. Absolutely love them. I worship them. Have I damaged them? Definitely. With the words I use, with don't do that. You shouldn't do that. It's, it, there's so many other words we can use that don't evoke negative energy when you deal them out. When you dish them out, it's really important. Listen. Can you, can you give an example then? So at the moment, you're getting people reaching out to you. James, I've been giving your details. This is my situation. Kind of just to explain exactly what we do and, and the sort of people that we work with. But give a kind of a journey of how that starts. Because just within that first conversation from the discussions we have and the experiences we have with our clients, how just noticing these small little things, or you could say they're small, but they're massive. I'm aware of it. So just to kind of give that pathway, that journey, just so people can start relating to their own lives. Because we've got countless examples, which I'd love to go into a bit later on as well. Just to make people aware of it. Because what I okay. love about words and and the way that we speak that directly affects us above anything else we are always in control of the words that come out of our mouth so whatever happens in this world speech initial noise initial communication is from us mm -hmm. so if we at least control that our whole lives will change and and seen it countless times now and we've We've noticed a difference within just a few minutes of people once you start uh, making them aware of it and they change their dialogue straight away. Yeah, by the way, word of warning, your, um, you right, Danny? Your, um, your audio is going in and out. I hope it's just my end, but it's every now and again I lose you for two or three seconds. Uh, is there any background noise you can hear from my end? Not really. No. Okay, all right, well, I'll, I'll keep. Well, do you know what has? I, I think, for me, I'd like to make it about how I turned up when you started coaching me. Let's make it real, really relevant rather than me talking about someone else. Let me, talk, let me get my mirror back up. So how I turned up for coaching, I now realise, is how that, I don't know, it just might be my experience, but every single person I'm currently working with all turned up with coaching, okay? Which, number one, is massive self-doubt. Massive self-doubt in your, in, your, in your existence. And it's very multifaceted because you can't put your finger on it a lot of the time. You don't know where it comes from. And one of the things you just said there about the words we use, but it goes deeper than that because the words we use are triggered from something even deeper, which is your mind, which is your ego, the egotistical self-doubt and that's what your ego is all about your ego is there until actually your ego is there until you acknowledge it and you, you get to know your ego 
because it's a really interesting journey which changes your speech pattern. We've touched on this yesterday, weren't we? We talked about this yesterday. I mean, I, I went for a two-month period of sounding like every now and again, I didn't know how to speak English because what was happening was, was because I became aware of how egotistical my mindset was and how negative it could be, even though I thought I was a positive person, is you start noticing, like I said, once you start acknowledging your thoughts, because it starts with, it doesn't start with your words. It starts with your thoughts because your words are triggered by a thought. That's a fact. In fact, pretty much everything you've ever done in your life from day one started from a thought. You think it, and then all of a sudden these things, there's reactions from that thought. There's triggers. The thoughts the thought to trigger, bang. Then you run with it. And oh, which way do you go with it? And often until you get to, oh, who's this? Coach Milan. Like, Dads, I'm really into what you're both doing. I'd like to connect more, exchange some thoughts. Dev, mate, 100%. And that's like for anyone, when we're doing this, has, I think because that guy funds who wanted to jump on, if anyone wants to jump on on these shows, it's not about me and Hazard. We're not trying to make uh, a Jay and Hazard show. It's not about that. It's about trying to share all this information. So thank you very much, Milan. And I remember you from Fitness First. Come uh, and if anyone wants to jump on these shows, reach out. Let's share this conversation with everyone and anyone who wants to join in. And if people have got a difference of opinion and want to challenge us, even better. Come on. I want to learn off of you. Let's have a chat. But yeah, so basically... For me, so back to what you were saying. How did I turn up when I needed coaching? Broken by my ego. With all these self-doubts, a point in my life, I was a parent, I had a good job, you know, a beautiful wife, two wonderful kids, living in a beautiful area. So on paper, on egotistical paper, I'm all right. You know, I know I'm a lot better off than a lot of people. But even that is such an egotistical statement. How the hell do I know what? I'm better off than with other people, but this is what we're indoctrined into thinking and believing, to gauge and compare all the time, rather than just look at what we've got in ourselves. So yeah, people start off with this self-doubting ego in their minds, and they'll talk to you and they'll say things like, let's think of what I used to say to you, actually, when we first started. Like I just, I'd say that to you, as, you know, I've got all this going on for me, Hazard, but... Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm doubting myself and my, my morals, my principles at the moment. And you, you start picking apart where you are currently. But at this point, and this is how it seems when I coach people, is it's nothing to do with your soul, with your inner being. Because when everyone I've experienced has turned up for coaching, the soul pops up every now and again and you, you observe it, you quickly jump on that to make them realize. Did you, did you hear what you just said then? Did you realize you just... <gasps> You took an in-breath at that point. Did you realize you smiled when you said that part? And up until that part, all you was doing was your head was down. You was hardly talking at all. I could hardly hear your voice. Because that's your ego. And then it, it pokes through. So what happens is, is from my experience of being coached by you, is I started off with this broken ego of loads of doubt, loads of questions, which I told myself, I don't know the answer to that. I don't know how to answer this. I don't know. All about me, all my problems, but apparently I couldn't answer any of them. Not one of them. I needed someone else to do that for me. Again, your ego. That's what it does. Your ego is there to make sure you don't fulfill your true potential. At its crux, that's what your ego does. With self-limiting beliefs about yourself, which are based on thought patterns. Thought patterns. Not actual experience. Thoughts. Thinking. I can't do that. Oh, no, that's not for me. Uh, oh, I grew up in that area. So, you know, no one from that area. That was, that was a big one for me, the poor, humble beginnings I used to play on. Excuses, all excuses, but they're egotistical excuses. And what happens is, back to the language, is when someone starts saying to you, do you realise what you just said? Often you don't. And then they'll say, you know, you just said that about yourself. And you go, oh, yeah. Why did you say that about yourself? What made you say that about yourself? I don't know. I don't know. Do you think that about yourself? No, I don't actually at all. But it's continuously saying these things. I can't do that. Um, you know, that's just not for me. Just not for me, ego. That should be on the end of that statement. Huh? Not who I am. It's not who I am. Yeah. Who, how do you know who you are? How the hell do you know who you are when you're talking all at this point from an egotistical standpoint? And then what happens is, so you start for me, the journey is, from a coaching perspective, is you make the person aware 
of how they think by asking them to do one simple thing, which I challenge anyone to do for one day. Try and notice your thoughts, not go into your thoughts and let them lead to another one. Just as soon as a thought, negative or positive, by the way, it doesn't matter, doesn't matter, negative or positive, notice what you think and then observe it. So you've noticed, oh, I just thought about that. And instead of let, and, and letting that, which normally happens, either sets off a worry or some other weird chain of thought to start thinking about stuff that's not even happened yet over something that's already happened, which again, ego does that all the time. It keeps you away from where, right now because it knows right now, if, you, if you're in your right now, all of a sudden, you're in charge. Your soul comes out. But that's not where people start with coaching. They start with this mix and mash of ego, mixing from past to fake presence, uh, sorry, to fake futures, okay? But again, you start making someone notice how they think, okay? What then naturally happens is you don't have to say, do you realize what you just said there? Because what happens is there's a step behind that. It's in yourself. Tell your ego. Why did I just think that? And that's the pause that then causes a stutter in what you say. Because our whole life, our ego has got this inbuilt reaction, right, I'm going to fire that off, he's going to say that. I'm going to fire that off, he's going to say that. And it is autonomous. Your ego creates this autonomous patterns in your speech and how you talk to yourself, your loved ones, your kids. I mean, how often do we get angry with something and then take it out on someone else? classic example of ego because at your soul what do you feel straight away afterwards i've done it with my kids got angry over something and then got angry at my kids and then my soul goes oh i'm coming up now and i'm gonna make you feel like shit for what you just did and you know why why did i just say that so yeah the journey for me went starting to observe what i thought then looking into what made me think that way and then what happens is like i said as you noticed you start, before you talk, you acknowledge what's just gone on here so that you're not going to shoot off at the mouth because you know you're aware. Aha, right, let me take a second, okay? Even if it means it's slowing down my speech pattern. And I'm someone who tends, especially before, and to really speak really fast. So my ego must have loved me. Every time I started back going off on something, there was no room for my soul. There was no room for inner knowledge to come out because it was always the fluff and the crap that was going on around me often to fit in with whatever was going on around me or what I, I thought was supposed to be going on around me, but never looking inwards. So the journey started, like I said, observing my thoughts and then listening to what those thoughts caused my bloody mouth muscles and jaw muscles to throw out into the ether at my kids, at my wife, at myself. And then hmm, okay, I'm not aligned with the way I talk anymore. I need to look at that. And then you start observing what you're saying. And it becomes really fun because like the other day, as I can't remember where it was. I went, well done, Jay, you amazing person. Like you start catching yourself in what you're saying. And people, if you don't think what you say has an effect on your inner body, I say it the same every time. Look at placebo medicine. It will rubbish anything you could ever argue about what we talk about because it's accepted. Placebo medicine is accepted. But we talk about this stuff and some of that, nah, we talk about we talk, talk shit, talk load of, which is all egotistical crap anyway. But that is the journey for me. And it's very simple is you get people to notice what they think of themselves because it is all thoughts. It's not what they, they don't feel that about themselves because the feeling, the feeling is real. You know when you've, you know when you're proud of yourself. You know when you've done something kind. You know when you hug your kid, your wife, and that feeling, that soulful feeling. Your ego don't give you that at all. It gives you actually the antithesis of that. It'll make you feel shit about yourself. And it'll keep telling you. It'll get, once, you once it's got you into that, okay, I've, I've got you, my faults. I've now got your gut feeling as well. Look at you. Now, and then it'll just play on it and play on it and play on it. Depression and mental health of all sorts, from my experience, and I've worked very closely with mental health, with someone I love so much uh, for 20 years. Since learning this stuff about the ego and being present, I'm confident to talk to anyone who claims to be depressed or anxious or mentally ill and just explain to them about bringing them into their presence and how all of a sudden all of that switches off. 
switches up. And I'm experiencing that. I'm seeing that with people. And that's incredible. And that shows you the power of the mind as well. It's, it goes into so many different areas here as well. And everyone can relate to it. Because like you said, once you're aware of something, you now have a choice to, to change. And when you are aware of it and that word comes out of your mouth or that notice of the, the negative thought, you don't want to feel a certain way. You want to change. You've now been made aware of, ah, well, I'm being quite negative to myself here. That gives you the option to have an opposite. And we like to narrow things down to two things every single time. And we've got this subconscious and the conscious uh, mind. Subconscious... Our body is so intelligent that all it does is, is strive to make us efficient. It tries to make us use as less energy as possible. So every time I do something over and over again, imagine to start with, my brain is just sending signals. That's energy. That's energy. If I did it so much, the brain's like, I've got this. I'm going to part this and store this right in my subconscious now. So the moment this happens again, I don't even need to think about it anymore. I'm going to do it. Example, how are you today? Not bad, thanks. What? <laughs> There's no thought to that answer. Listen to what you just said. Not bad. It means you're judging your life and being bad. And the, once you start realizing these are automatic responses, it's like there's no, like James said, there's a pause that is so essential once you become aware of it. But normally it's like, I'm waiting for that question, not bad, thanks. Driving a car, like that. There's no, you're, you're subconscious, you're waiting for that trigger because it's happened so many single times. But that's the same then, listen to the commands of your body. So every word that comes out of our mouth, our body responds to it. And imagine that you are the controller, you're the commander in chief. And whatever you say, whatever you think, your body's responding. Your body doesn't know any different. It's waiting for a command. So when you then label yourself as a feeling, I am stressed. Your body's like stressed. Okay, let's get stressed. Let's get stressed. I am down. I am depressed. I am, I have anxiety. We're, we're telling our body what we are. But that's not what you are. And the more you do that on repeat, then you don't even have that thought anymore. It's just you live, I am depressed. My body is just, all right, get up today, let's be depressed again, guys. And, we've, and our soul suffers. We just go life feeling low. That's not you, that's your soul. Like, that's not me. You're commanding everyone else, the body that I'm living inside, you're commanding to be miserable. I wanna, I wanna have a party. But again, we need to recognize that first. And, the power of these commands, once you start taking ownership or first of all, making that intention, let me pay attention to my thoughts. That's where it all changes. And all of a sudden, first of all, the first day, oh, now that was quite negative. That was quite negative. And we have this saying in life, you are what you think. Completely wrong. <laughs> you are not what you think at all. And we can... <laughs> Because everyone's looked at someone and you've mostly had a thought in your head and think, oh, no, that was a weird thought. That's not you. It's just these thoughts come and go all the time. But sometimes we become our thoughts when we're not aware of it. So the thought comes and then we act into that. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. And I'm going to give you from a, a, an, an anatomical standpoint how our anatomy, even autonomously, so-called autonomously how you know you said about you do this you're getting the same patterns where basically you're cheating yourself your ego cheats your soul that's what it does it cheats your actual potential what you can achieve now let me talk to you about your lungs just to make this understandable for people out there human beings on average we use on a daily basis 30 percent of the lung capacity that we actually hold now why is that important why is that a travesty because guess what people about your lungs, considering what their purpose is, you can't live because they're responsible for breathing, for taking in good oxygen, oxygenating your blood, and then expelling all the crap that we don't need. That's what your lungs do. 
Right. So 70% of our lung capacity doesn't get used. Why? Because as humans, we look to cheat everything, even with our bodies. Now, you can change this, I'm, and I'm going to give a good example of this in a moment. Um, and we wonder why this, in this day and age, there is so many respiratory and cardiovascular problems with people is because the natural degeneration of lungs that just don't get used, right? They're not getting used, which manifests sickness. There is a lot of really interesting from the integrated oncology uh, institutes around the world. And for people out there, if you know anyone who's got cancer, you've got cancer yourself, look into integrated oncology. This isn't the, the stuff that you're going to get on the NHS, nothing against the NHS, but this is the stuff that people are doing to actually not try and cure cancer, to try and heal people from cancer. But it's all about, again, going back to my point, there is a lot of evidence to suggest that all of the lung cancers, which is becoming so prominent now, and again, remember the stats, people, one in two of us apparently all going to get some form of cancer, is down to the fact that we just don't use, I'm the one. Hello. I'm not sure what that's referring to. Please elaborate on that. Do you know what she means by that? No. no. Elaborate on that, please, if you can, if you yeah. don't mind. But Also, we can make it more relevant to you. Say again? I just, I did that cut out? Yes. Uh, I think it's when we speak at the same time. So, Charlotte, just uh, to elaborate on that, just so we can make it more relevant to you, because this is what we love, is uh, the interaction and, and, and allowing people to take away some things that they can start implementing. But, yeah, so with your lungs, the fact that, um, yeah, there's a natural degeneration that goes on. Oh, about breathing. There you go. Yes. So, trust me on this, people. There is simple things you can do. Right. There's 20-minute exercises that you can do that not only switch on your lungs to their full capacity, which, again, this is a guarantee as well. This isn't a theory. There's, there's a whole science plan. So what we're going to, I'm just going to explain the way it works from a layman's perspective. If you start inflating your lungs and stop breathing from your chest, that's how we breathe. And just think when we get upset, when we get stressed. <laughs> <laughs> it's all up here. It's all up here. Nothing's going on with the, what your lungs want to do at that point. In fact, what's interesting, I saw a documentary, this is relevant, on bouncers, on security. And one of the things they're trained to do before any trouble kicks off is take one almighty guttural breath from your stomach. Because guess what, people? Your lungs are big. They go all the way down there. And imagine there's two big balloons that inflate and they're screaming to go, yeah, use me. Use me. Because guess what? You use your lungs to 100% capacity. You are pumping oxygenated blood to every part of your body, which makes a huge difference in healing, prevention of sickness, maintaining a natural all-round well-being. From a mental standpoint, because guess what? You oxygenate your brain. You even start getting a bit lightheaded to start with. Oh, what's that? Because all of a sudden, you're starting to use what you've been given to use to make your body function properly. And you can, in 20 minutes, this is an exercise me and how, and actually, I'm going to plug our meditation course because one of the things, one of the techniques we use on our meditation course, which is 4th of September, people look out for it. We've absolute bargain price we put it out for as well is breath work and every single person that does this and bearing in mind has i'm just thinking of all the people with cancer we, we've worked with and are working with uh, and and all forms of other ailments and then all the corporate it doesn't matter but like clients this exercise is game changing for everybody every time and just by breathing for 20 minutes over three rounds with a set way of breathing gutturally, that's the word, from your gut, okay, is you not only oxygenate your body, get everything working, all your mechanisms, your inbuilt systems, your endocannabinoid system, up and running and going, thanks for giving me some oxygen. But what you also do is you induce calm into your brain. Calm. You lower the noise. The internal dialogue that if anyone right now has gone, 
what's he talking about, but not said it, that's what I'm talking about. The shit that goes on in your mind all day long that prevents you from being present and able to perform in how you should be performing anyway. So yes, and even better than that, it switches you, again, this is the science bit, it switches you from a toxic fight or flight mode that you're in because you're quiet in your mind into an alkaline state, albeit a temporary shift, but it's a shift into an alkaline state in your body, which for anyone who doesn't know, whether you're sick or not, you want to be putting yourself in an alkaline state as much as you possibly can because it is a full head-to-toe makeover for the better without any makeup and having to pay for it just by using your lungs, just by using your lungs. And I've seen people, incredible people, I'm just thinking of the 15-year-old girl working with currently. This girl, 15 years old, on her exhalation, can hold her breath for three minutes and 26 seconds on an exhalation with no, I've been working with her four months now, four months. And she's really battling something really serious as well. And the difference that has made for, for, for this girl's perspective. And the, I said to you the other day, has the stuff this girl comes out with at 15, it makes me want to throw away all these philosophical books <laughs> that we've studied and everything else. Because all you get is truth. And she puts so much of her change in herself, it's been a massive change in herself and how she's dealing with what she's having to deal with at 15, she should definitely not be having to deal with, down to the fact that she's just breathing properly. And her, her mum and dad do it. I do it. I'm coaching, as you know, coaching mum and dad as well. They're doing it now as well. The sister's doing it now as well. It's one of these things. Again, you might think, what's he talking about? Fucking look into it. Look into it or reach out. Reach out and I'll give you the information of what it is. You do it and come back and tell me that uh, that hasn't changed your whole day. Because if you start your day with this exercise, every single day will be a better day than it would have been if you hadn't have started with that uh, breathing exercise. So sorry, that was just one example. And, and, and whenever you're down, we talked about that the first part where people do come in and all this self-doubt, etc. One of the best ways to overcome that is success. And that can be as simple as practicing only breathing because if we are only using 30% of our lungs, that means we've got a lot of longer to be successful. But every time you start from that, you improve, you improve. And just succeeding is a great feeling because you're doing it. It's not someone else giving you this magic thing. You're doing it. Not only have you improved, you feel fucking better after. Like incredible. So. Breathing is one of the only things that we do unconsciously and consciously. And when we're talking about unconscious and conscious earlier through the words that we use, let's do the breath. Like most people breathe without even realizing they're breathing. They don't actually have a clue what is going on, what happens at the body. So the first challenge then is just to pay attention to what is happening. Just take the time and just be quiet. What, what is happening? What is moving? Where is the breath? And a great way just to even start. Imagine if you've just got the whole outline of your lungs. 100% is all the lungs. And you're only using 30%. So just imagine the breath is only just filling up 30% of the lungs. Just from a conscious bringing awareness to it, now just try as you're breathing, so you've noticed the first bit, okay, this is my breathing. Like the bouncer, take one deep breath in. 100% of the lungs and back. And just work on imagining the breath going up and down. Just that alone, regardless of what it actually does, the science behind it, you now taking this awareness to this amazing feature that keeps us alive, because without our breath, we don't... <laughs> So now we're aware, we only use it for 30%. We're now aware of actually what is happening here. And now we, we are aware of, let's change it. Let's pay attention to it and let's try and enhance that. And by doing all of that, you become present because you're not paying attention to these noises anymore. You're paying attention to your breath. So in the simplistic form of it, it has so many features. Being present, awareness, success, positivity, 
just from breathing what a, a small little exercise like james said we then introduced you to a whole different range of breathing techniques and again you can add this into every element of your life hi vermeer sorry has that we just hey, got a yeah. this way to say stressful situations getting more clarity meditation is a struggle for people breath does that, exactly that's only cuz your ego yeah that is old ego that is sorry right. god so uh, um, this is from the unconscious state but once again you're aware of the ego workshop day 1 <laughs> 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 then then we we got even more of a toolbox to use and this is what we are encouraging guys all of this is a learning curve for you all of this is these new experiences you've lived maybe 20 30 40 50 60 years of your life and all of a sudden you you've got this new experience presence awareness consciousness and then when we start doing this on a regular basis your body now is thriving from this we do it so much that goes unconscious to so just living in our day now we're going from this negative fear or fight or flight state to automatically without even worrying about the energy anymore this calm state which allows us then to start focusing all the most important things in our life that maybe we've neglected for such a time progress 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 beautiful and for those again that you can give I'll give you a classic example which every single person will relate to every now and again all of us have to go every now and again it just happens why because there's this build up inside where the soul because the soul knows what's going on just like the ego knows what's going on and then give the actually let's give you the opposite of the soul when people start getting stressed you start getting in that shallow rapid breathing what does that do okay let me tell you what that does from a scientific standpoint so you're you're now in fight or flight you're so into fight or flight at this point is your brain then goes neopeptides flooding through your system attacking you wherever it can find they can find vulnerabilities okay now when you go just do it once just then like just that one breath do it once and feel the difference feel the difference to what that does to your well-being now can you imagine that when you're getting in that state that panic that oh my god that anxious state because anxiety is horrible anxiety is awful when it does it triggers these these egotistical triggered reactions in our body not soulful imagine just being out and go hold on what's making me do that hold on I, I, do you know what let me just take a big deep breath <sighs> i'm telling you every single time every single time albeit for a few seconds it'll bring you out of that and then the ego will come back in and go so we're going to do take another one <sighs> trust me do that 10 times in any situation and what you'll find is the most important thing in that situation that you need to take control of you will do it's your mind you quieten your ego by just breathing all that panic and fear fuck off what gone you breathe it out try it make us wrong try it breathe like that gut ruling 10 times in a row and on your 10th breath <sighs> breathe out and then just stop breathing close your eyes and just don't even think about not breathing and just see what goes on just see what goes on listen to what goes on in your body locate your heart rate just after 10 breaths do that do it now and you tell me you don't instantly come out and go oh, fucking hell like it's such an alleviating feeling why because all you've done is sent some oxygen up first of all to help with the panic to the brain because right now you're starving it <laughs> panic no give it a fucking boost take it up there what happens bosh you get this other explosion that you can trigger endorphins you can trigger serotonin yes you can don't take my word for it looking because this is accepted by mainstream medicine and mainstream science and psychology this sort of stuff we're not told about it. why are we told about it? 
Why are we told that just by breathing, you can actually reduce your, and sorry, just by breathing to the way our bodies are designed to breathe. So we're not asking you to do anything else. And the reason why you have to is because we spend the whole life not breathing. So yes, to get into the rhythm, you do need to take some deep breaths to counteract the fact that your lungs are like these shriveled little prunes, like you said, Adam, with just little poof, poof, going up. And then when you start doing that, I'm telling you, do what I just said, them 10 breaths. Do that three times. After, after round one of you feeling absolutely amazing, you see in round two how much more oxygen you're taking in. And then you go to round three and you see how much more oxygen you're taking and how much more of this amazing, natural, all good feeling you evoke all throughout your body. You will feel twinges. You'll feel your body change temperature sometimes. Some people get freezing cold. Some people go piping hot. Some people get this tingling in the scalp. Some people feel it in their eyes. What does that show you? Just how connected your breath is with every single part of your body, of your being. And like I said, if you ain't got your breath, you're dead. <laughs> so it kind of makes sense. You ain't got to go to the gym. I'm not telling you to go to the gym and run around. I start, and it's, it's interesting. That's why I said that Alabama Betty before this call. I said Betty, because I could hear as she was talking, her ego was, and I could hear literally her, her getting like panicky. And, 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 and I said to her, I said, it's funny. It's so interesting. Classic example. I wish I had recorded that call. I said, Betty, stop. Take a breath, take a deep breath and just stop for a minute. And she did. And I wish I could do an Alabama accent, but it was brilliant. She went, oh my God. Like literally, it was just straight away. And then it was just insight after that. It was just insight. I'm not going to go into what she was saying because, um, yeah, for some people, they might find it conspiratorial. But, uh, but point being, what was beautiful was I heard this this lady, thousands of miles away, who's just reached out, out of the blue, hyperventilating herself up with all of this stuff, and then took one deep breath, and then just changed her whole demeanor, being, thought process, into what then she wanted, from a soulful perspective, to say. Because our ego even prevents us from saying what we truly want to say. And if you, again, no, I don't give a toss if anyone is questioning this because that again just came to me. Every single person we've worked with that's been told they're going to die, the one thing they always say, I wish I'd have said this. I wish I'd have said every single time. And we've worked with people, I mean, like Alabama Betty, she's in Alabama. We've worked with people in Ghana, people all over the States, Australia, from all different walks of life. But that honestly, as I say it every time, as I know, but my journey into becoming a soul coach, my teaching, came from them people, from them truths. Because when you hear people that haven't got anything else now, from an egotistical standpoint, to live for, it's funny how the ego fucks off and disappears. It's got nothing to play with anymore. Why? Because all of a sudden your soul finally goes, why did you let it get to this fucking stage before you finally believed in your, no, negative, before you knew how amazing you are as a human being. Why did you let it get to that long? And then what happens? It's the same every time. I wish I'd have said this to this person. Whoops, sorry, has up. Done it again, mate. <laughs> I wish I'd have said that to this person. It's always the same. It's, it's the regret of not expressing a feeling, a conversation. It's that what they held inside, which they knew. And this, I, I do that still now. You know, don't get me wrong, me and my missus have arguments and there's times where I know I could have said something, but I didn't. My ego, no. Jay, you're going you're gonna to dig in on this. It's all egotistical because I know as well, that's just going to lengthen this whole process and I get over shit a lot quicker than my missus. So I'm only killing myself doing this crap because I'm going to be the one after five minutes going, come on, babe, come on, babe. And she's going to be like, you said that. And I, if I had a note, if I had just acted on the knowing of, right, James, say it now. It would have completely destroyed any of the other negative energy that could come up, but I didn't say it. So this is a silly example. In every argument you've ever had in your life, there's always things you wish you would have said in that setup. And there's always stuff that you regret you did say. 
and the stuff you regret you did say will never, ever, ever be from your soul. Never. Not once. Not once. And think about that, people, because it's really important. So not talking from your soul, your well-being, your inner child of the person you know you are and really want to be, just by not letting that come out, you can really, really, really cause so many rifts and, and breakdowns in relationships just by not saying what you know is the right thing to say at the time. You dropped some bombs there, and there's so many points that I'm going to try to see if I can point back. So the first one James mentioned was when you start breathing and how everything is all connected, it has such influence on the rest of your body. So let's just use your lungs again. So James mentioned, imagine they're all crippled. Now when I'm breathing, that's energy. Energy, to feed it, blood. Blood, then now, let's say it moistures the lungs. So my whole body in this position has been used to this, I'm not using it. All of a sudden, blood flow, hydration, oh. nourishment. All of a sudden, not only are my lungs open up and using more capacity, my back is being hunched over all this time. <laughs> all of a sudden, opens up my neck, all this <laughs> and what, what you start realizing, if the body is all connected, we spend too much of our life looking at things in isolation. It's not just lungs. All of a sudden, we're getting new nutrients, we're moisturizing, we're hydrating. All of a sudden, our muscular system is working, our nervous system is having new responsibilities. Our skeletal system that's been crushed in here over time <laughs> increases. My posture, my confidence, my six-pack from your breath. And that's the most powerful thing. I could go into it on another level as well, but this is what we're trying to uh, get people to realize. We don't have to go down the biology route of all the little things that are happening. If we just looked at one connective unit this body all works in conjunction one positive thing for this is going to have an influence on the rest of your life even if you're not realizing it to start with that was one the second one with that james gave an amazing example of his client where he just stopped doing the tracks i've had women empowering women influencing women and their whole ethos is empowerment and they have this responsibility they come in, and like, like, what's been going on? Ah! Stop, 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 stop. Just quickly close your eyes. All I want you to do is just, just listen to me. Breathe in, breathe out. Let go. Let go. I've done that to, I'd say five that I know straight away. All started crying, burst out crying. Because you gave them the space to breathe to be free for the soul to come through so i've got a new insight when you're talking i'm pretty convinced oxygen starves the ego cool oxygen, that's nice oxygen is the transportation for your soul throughout your entire system that's the title of this video that's oxygen starves the ego that is so so true Yeah, because when you do that, I'm just thinking, so I'm just literally thinking every time, because this breathing exercise, again, what me and Harry talk about, we do. We do every day. We, it's, not, we, we, it's not, again, this is something we were saying the other day about experiential knowledge. Experiential knowledge outweighs any book you can read in your life. Try stuff like this for yourself and see what it does for you. But yeah, I'm just thinking every time, because what I definitely will use the breathing exercise for is whenever there's a decision to be made and it might be a bit of a stressful like you just go like and, and again your ego even now my ego tells me now jay you ain't got time you ain't got time to do i ain't got time to breathe is that what my ego is telling me i ain't got time to breathe to go and just sit for 10 minutes and make a conscious effort to breathe it shows you how powerful the ego is but it does every time you do that breathing exercise no matter what you've been worrying about 
what you've got going on, you will instantly have so many oxygenated alternatives, which you've got, why didn't I think of that? And you did, why didn't I? Because you get your ego keeps you, again, so starved of what you need, oxygen, to actually allow yourself to think. Because again, I, oh my God, has a, what happens when your brain gets starved of oxygen? happens we go into fight or flight modes it's a panic no i'm talking what you hear on like people that have have say drowned they've been under for seven minutes they're resuscitated but because their brain was starved with oxygen for so long very common they'll have severe mental health issues mental i'm sorry brain damage so again that is a physical example of what you just said is Oxygen starves the ego because our minds are egotistical minds, and that's a physical example. So you again look into it. Look, there's so many stories. I watched, in fact, I watched a really good one um, on. Uh, it was one of the ones where uh, it's, it's about like uh, near death experiences. You know, when they, they go off and you get different. Oh, I love them, <laughs> but it was one of them. This woman was, and it just it just came to me as you were saying it. She was seven minutes. She was stuck in a canoe, legs trapped in a canoe. Literally on, on like in two rocks, and like all the like loads of people there helping couldn't get her out. She drowned seven minutes. She was without breath. Uh, she she'd been clinically dead. And they were saying every example of all the doctors that had an opinion said the same thing: when you starve your brain of oxygen, this happens, that happens, that. So again, it supports exactly what you just said. Without oxygen, okay. So again, if, if that's the case from a physical standpoint, and no one can argue that. Kind of look, it's. We'll go into it. There's loads of examples you can find of that. People being brain dead. Because, that's the term. You become brain dead. You starve your brain of oxygen, you become brain dead. Right. So again, what sense does it not make? Actually, making sure your brain don't die and breathing properly. And it might sound really, really simple and how, yeah, you know, fucking try it. Try these things out. Because like I said, in regards to scenarios where you are under the cosh, you are feeling stressed. Do these exercises and you oxygenate your brain, which again, starves your ego. Because at that point, you're, you're, you're dying in. Oh, oh, all ego, all ego, I'm going to die, I'm going to die. Panic attacks, fucking panic attacks. Panic attacks, there you go. That's a classic example. And I used to have a girl who worked with me, Lauren Glester, when I had the travel agency in Greece. And this is before I knew about any of this stuff. And I remember the first time, I'd never seen anyone had a panic attack before. But, you know, it was like, it's proper, I'm thinking, she's going to die. She's going to die in the office. Like, so straight onto line, what do you do when someone's having a panic attack? Get them to breathe. Deep, guttural breaths. Why? Because it oxygenates the brain to tell the brain, calm down. Calm down. What are you telling to calm down? Sorry, mate, go on, it cut off because I was talking. Pregnancy. Pregnancy? At birth? Childbirth. What did they tell you to do? Breathe deeply. Why? Because we don't normally breathe deeply. And when you breathe, <gasps> everything relaxes. Because guess what? Your body wants to be a state in a state of calm. That's how you reach homeostasis. Again, mate, this is all tying in. This has a, you've started something. Homeostasis, people, for those who don't know what that is, when it's referred to the body, the running of the human body, homeostasis is something you want to be achieving all the time. Most people naturally induce it when they sleep, because what happens? Your eyes shut, and yes, you might dream for a bit and a bit of flickering, but at some point it shuts down. Your ego shuts down for the night, and you go into a state of healing. That's why, you know, sometimes you get a bit sick, you sleep, you feel better in the morning, but then throughout the day, the day kicks in, and the ego's back, and all of a sudden start feeling a bit more sick again. Go to bed, and it happens. The next day, same thing, you have a good sleep, feel a bit better. And eventually, obviously, the sickness subsides. But you get that sporadic feeling of, oh, I feel better when you wake up. Not what I do. And most people I know would say, yeah, that, that is how you feel. You have a good sleep. You know? Or even with backache. Same thing with backache. You know, you get backache with Austin is there, or neckache. Something you said about the human body when we're in a state of stress, you're like this. One of the most common um, uh, sicknesses in people that work in offices is hypertension in the neck like this all day, and they're living in a state of stress, physically putting themselves in this state of stress, again, 
something that is their mind. It's not tangible. It's not something you can grab. But yet it's, it's making you do this. And my mum suffered with it for 16 years. She went to all the doctors under the sun for this, this problem in her neck. Funny enough, what fixed that was getting her on the endocannabinoid system stuff. That magic. That completely got rid of that. And why? What does, what does that beautiful bit of nature do? What are one of its most basic properties? It induces calm. People, you need to understand the power of calm. <laughs> Homeostasis, like I said, that's calm. It's perfect body balance. And when your body's in perfect balance, guess what? You're not overly happy. You're not overly excited. You're not feeling like a million pounds. You're not down in the dumps. You're not going to jump off the cliff. You're just being. You are just being. And you're happy in your being. That's it. And that reflects on the power of calm. Because also, what does calm induce in the mind? Clarity. How powerful. I love that word, clarity. Because that's something most of us hardly ever have. It's clarity. Because of all the inner dialogues and, and the conflictions that's going on in your head. If someone said, right, if I could just stop everything that's going on in your mind right now, most people would go, oh, fuck me, I'd bite your arm off. I'd bite your arm off if you can slow me down. Just by breathing. This is a guarantee. It's not a, it's not a theory. Do the exercises we've suggested. Try it. Three deep, uh, sorry, ten deep guttural breaths. On your tenth breath, exhale, let go, and just stop breathing. Close your eyes. And then once you can't hold your breath anymore, return to a normal breathing pattern and then do it again. And then do it again. Do it three times. And you tell me that everything about your day is not all of a sudden much clearer. That you're not thinking a lot more clearly. That you're not feeling a lot more calm. And upstairs, we've got a bit more clarity. Surely, without having to pay for it, without any pills or anything else, or having to go and say, Without even having to come to see me and Hazard. <laughs> you could do this for yourself. And that's a big part of the coaching, actually, Harry, is, is well, how does the journey start? The journey starts with getting people to breathe properly. That's a big part. Because everyone I work with, I take through that exercise right at the beginning. Because what it does, it fucks the ego off immediately. And I know I've got that person with me right now in their present. Because when you think about breathing, you can't not be present. It's impossible. As soon as you think about your breathing, you're in the moment. Mm -hmm. And this is the, the, the most easiest concept to comprehend. Like James said, you're in control of all of this. So that calm and this amazing just being, that's your job. You can do that easily. But think about it. Let's say that you are depressed, you are stressed. Life's been really tough over the last few years. It's I'm looking for all these different things. I'm going to these therapists. I'm having massage. I'm doing all of it. Imagine if you said, oh, Harry and James have said, I just did 20 minutes a day. I don't know what they're talking about. But just 20 minutes a day, my whole life would change. And I would feel the effects quite quickly. That's what happens with breathing. So that, that comment... Ego, I have got no time. If you haven't got time for 20 minutes, don't go searching for anything else to make you feel better. You can't even <laughs> yourself 20 minutes. You can go and get a personal trainer. That's like three, four times a week. That's hard work. <laughs> and expensive. Expensive, yeah. Breathing's the, the initial pit because what it puts you in is your own power. But what also comes from the back of it is all these amazing feelings all this new body re-energized, all this new clarity in terms of what am I going to do next, all these sports are just disappearing. It gives you a foundation of a really good place to start from again. To then go, actually, I'm feeling good now. Let me go and do exercise because my body can actually recover very well now. It's very oxygenated. My posture is already good, so I don't even have to focus on that bit anymore. Let me focus on some other parts. 20 minutes. And another thing I just want to highlight as well, because this is where me and James come up, it's experiential knowledge. So we've, we've felt better. When we work with clients, the first thing is if we can make our clients feel better, our job's pretty much a big fat tick straight away. That's incredible. <laughs> so when we talk about breathing or some of these things that involve a lot of biology and what happens at this system, that system, some clinicologues that has studied the breath quite long will say, no, 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 you can't, don't breathe like breath through the, for the mouth. You've got to do it for this way and you've got to do it for this long. And this 
all being well, science might say that, and that's great. But to start with, let's just feel good first of all. And once you get good at it, let's become a master at it. Then we can maybe learn other techniques of how to get even better, which then the science really plays a good part. And I'd encourage that. But don't over-confuse yourself because all of a sudden there's thoughts, and what am I doing? Am I doing it right? Is it wrong? Just start. Just start by being aware of your breath. And this is the thing that we sometimes come against. And again, as a personal trainer, the body is so complicated. I can tell you all these different things going on, but your body might be completely different to mine, which it is. <laughs> so what's going on inside your body is not the same as mine. No matter if you've done a research paper with a thousand people, you're still unique. So let's find your own way of doing it first of all, which works. And once you get good at that, let's get creative. Let's find out what other ways that we can empower our body and empower our minds. The breath's incredible. And it's been actually a really enjoyable talk because it's gone off into many different things, a lot of insights. But again, through breathing, we haven't even taught you how to even do it properly yet. We just said to start with, let's go away and do 10 deep breaths. So you better sign up for our meditation course then, people. <laughs> and no, no, I had that. That was beautiful, beautiful. And on that, Absolutely beautiful use of breath. I'd like to say thank you very much as usual, Hazza. We'll wrap it up for today. Um, but yeah, people, look at our meditation workshop. Four weeks. Look at the, is the, have you put the mark, the thing Silky done? Is that on? Sorry, I'm so rubbish. <laughs> no, that, that one was digitally, but we can put that up. Can we put that up on Insta? Put that up on Insta. Have a look at the subjects that are covered. Because what's interesting is, over the last, just over a week now, since that guy put, uh, gave my name a number out over um, his show, there's been an influx of people from all over the world. And the reason I emphasize that is, is what we talk about, Harry, obviously, we, I mean, if, I, if, if it was, you could literally take me off that conversation and put you there to be hearing exactly the same thing. What's interesting is, and there's people that have been on TV executives from Australia, um, uh, someone, uh, a beautiful woman who's actually signed up as a client now in, in America who's working in a massive food department. Like just people from all walks of life. You know, and the one with the food, uh, uh, the, the lady with the, uh, the I'll, I'll show you the message, it was in the food. First message she sent me was, I work in this, for this government or whatever, in food. So James, I suspect everything. I was like, oh, brilliant, this is a good one. And it's the same information you give to people because it's truth. These things are truths that you actually know. Me and Harry aren't claiming to reinvent the wheel or be some philosophical teachers. Not at all. We're sharing information that is readily available. If you look, a lot of it, if you just look inwards, you just look inwards. And how empowering is that? Is actually being able to take control of your life for the better without having to rely on anybody else. Anybody else. And that starts with breathing. Take control of your lungs. Use 100% your lung capacity. Take a deep breath now and just enjoy what goes on inside. 4th of September, meditation workshop starts. <laughs> Azza, we're chatting a bit, yeah? Yeah, good stuff, buddy. All right, Take mate, care. see you later. Oh, I'm going to name this video Oxygen Starves the Ego. Beautiful. We're going to have to put that up. That's a great one.